All right, this is Fuck the Future with me, your host, Drew, and your host, Ed Zitron, coming to you from California. Hello, I'm here too. Well, you just said my name, so I guess I'm not really here. Anyways, we're talking about time today and about the internet's just complete destruction of uh, the irony of how it catalogs everything you've ever done, but actually does a very poor job of actually establishing real time and a sense of weight to anything we really do. Something that happened six months ago feels like a year ago. And I don't, one thing I want to say is this isn't a new fucking thing. No, no. I hate that everyone's like, oh God, is it 2019 already because of Trump? It's Trump. No, it's not. I remember when, I remember, like, if you think about how long ago it really was that, I don't know, we didn't even have iPhones. It wasn't that long. Well, the iPhone was 2005. 2008. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really not that long ago, if you think about it. No, no, it wasn't, and and I think what really uh, what really spurred me to to talk to you about this today, Ed, was the idea where uh, people now, if if something happens that's controversial or something happens that makes people mad, they're they get over it so absolutely fast that it's just it may as well never have happened at all, and and really what spurred this this idea is the fact that um, I saw something uh, one of my friends told me today reminded me about the Soylent guy. And for those, for those of you who don't know, it's this guy, Rob Reinhardt. Uh, I think he's, he was in Los Angeles. He created, you know, I worked for him, right? Actually worked. I actually helped launch Soylent. Oh my God. No way. Yeah. I'm like a war criminal. No, I'm like one step from Kissinger at this no, point. No, no, Kissinger of food. It, well, if you worked on Soylent, you're you're the Kissinger of toilets. Like you've just probably destroyed toilets yeah. just from fucking coast to coast. I did that way before Soylent. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, Soylent, so Rob, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, Rob Reinhardt, the guy who invented Soylent, or. or popularized it i guess he was the ceo i don't know if he sold it or whatever yeah he invented it no so so i don't remember it because the news is just like this fucking tsunami and so you can't remember anything but uh so he did this thing where uh he killed all of his gut bacteria by taking antibiotics and then he said i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna use water i'm not and he famously bragged that he peed in the sink and he he said, I'm only going to consume Soylent and all this. And Soylent doesn't doesn't have very much fiber, so you don't defecate and all this and this. And this happened three years ago. This happened uh, uh, no four years ago. It happened in 2014, and then it was just in 2016 where he decided he was going to live in a shipping container. And you know, oh, that was cool. No, that was fucking great. That was just the the weirdest thing to oh, do. Yeah, yeah, and on. And unfortunately, you know, when people, unfortunately, when people do stuff like that, that generally means they're like having problems. But uh, all that, all seriousness aside, it's incredibly funny if you ignore the fact that it's like a sign of somebody having a bad time in their life or or, or whatever. Yeah. Being deeply disturbed. Yes. yes. So, um, so that was in 2016. And 
my buddy tells me about this and I'm like, shit, that feels like that was like a million years ago. It, it just feels like it was yeah. so long ago and so far away. Yeah, and I mean, look, I've had various traumas in my life, and those are the things that usually – well, also I have pretty severe ADHD, which also doesn't help. When it comes to time, at least for me, it either feels like with very much an ADHD thing, it either feels like things take forever or they're gone in like a second and it happened a million years ago and it's already done with and move on. What's fucking weird is like – the, everyone is obsessed with this idea that the news well you say the news drowns out everything again want to be really clear i'm pretty sure you don't mean political news i mean just like shit happening online oh yeah 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 right yeah there's just so much fucking shit and there's so much going on there's so many random fucking things and perhaps it, it's the kind of double edged sort of getting information whenever you want it whenever wherever you are because you also get a bunch of other shit too like this whole Bert and Ernie are gay or they're not gay I don't know thing and like and that that was that was yesterday and fine yesterday you're listening to this who knows when right, you're right. I don't fucking know you scum so, you worthless imp <laughs> so so just but just when you, for a bit that, for a bit of backstory uh the guy the okay. guy who created Bert and Ernie said hey Bert and Ernie are gay uh, Sesame Street came out and said, no, Bert and Ernie are not gay. And that that was literally it. And everybody talked about it. The entire yeah, story. Yeah, the entire story. And then everything else is just postulation. And if you're in the same kind of little bubble, the the same media bubble or the same little social bubble that Ed and I are in, it's you, you get all of these media types who are writing articles about it and they're postulating and they're arguing with other people in the bubble over who is uh, who is is nicer to marginalized populations is what it amounts to. Yes. And obviously we we all should love marginalized populate uh, populations. But, you know, everybody turning this into into a discussion, you know, a, a 24 hour discussion is just like above and beyond. But that's what everything is. And I think that that's what's fucking up a great deal of time because we're used to things happening and major things happen. Major things happen. And you're like, oh shit, this defines a generation. Like the Lehman Brothers thing. I was thinking about it because yesterday was my 10 year anniversary in this country. And I was like, okay. So what the fuck happened when I got there? And like Lehman Brothers, like and the whole financial crash happened when I was there. That felt like it lasted for several years in New York. Yeah. No one quite recovered. That makes sense as something that's just ubiquitous and we're just discussing it to death and what except now it's like the new things happening are almost just archiving what happened before, no matter how important, no matter how interesting. If you look like when did John McCain die? felt like three years ago. <laughs> it felt like three months ago, but what was it like a few weeks, I, I, two weeks? So it, it's but, September, September now. So I think it happened in August. Yeah. 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 Well, that's fucking crazy because we've already moved on to the cycle in this whole hell world where we hate George Bush again. There was a whole thing about loving George Bush and discussing why he was actually good. Now we're not quite back to hating him though. But we're getting there, and it feels like people have forgotten that, like, oh, like three weeks ago at most, 
people were lionizing this fucking war criminal. And now he's off the hook again. And Trump, the whole Trump thing is there was like, oh, the news is so much. Everything keeps happening. And it's because he's deliberately doing it to distract us. No, it's because of the way that news is done now. Every fucking thing has become an opinion piece. It has become not simply regurgitated and aggregated. It is now a discussion of a discussion. Oh, yeah. It is a discussion of whether or not someone was right. for. You would think, and if, if this Burton anything, for example, you'd think not only did this happen a while ago just because of how it feels, but also you'd think Sesame Street themselves said it, not just Frank Oz on Twitter being like, oh, yeah, they're gay. And now you've got articles such as why it matters that Bert and Ernie are gay, which they are. <laughs> it's a way to tell more kids that they too belong in the world. Truth is, who fucking knows? And if Sesame Street themselves aren't saying they're gay, then it's not. It, like, There's no discussion. It was not in the script. It's like these two gay guys, Bert and Ernie, like, if that wasn't part of it, there's, they're not subtly suggesting... Like, Sesame Street is a very, very, I, I imagine quite conservative to an extent. I mean, sometimes they have some somewhat liberal-leaning things. But again, I'm thinking about liberal-leaning with fucking Sesame Street. Well, it, And that's the thing. Everything is just over. It, it's like you get it reheated 15 times. It's like every news story is bad takeout. Well, yeah, and, and I think that's, that's precisely it. I, I don't think that anybody is doing anything on purpose. And this is why, no. uh, you know, it, as far as conspiracy theories, you know, I can never believe a conspiracy theory because if you've, if you've ever tried to work on a fucking group project, and, and I know you have, oh, yeah. uh, whether <laughs> whether you're in college, whether you're, uh, you know, an, an adult who, who does coding work, whether you know you're an artist and you're working with other artists, or maybe you have the unique hell of being a coder person who works with artists, because you know I'm I'm sure uh, as anybody knows who's on either side of the equation that can be incredibly difficult, or or you know somebody who's technical working with somebody who is a writer or or something yeah. like that. You know you've got two different worlds colliding, this and that, but. The idea that, you know, hundreds of people would all work on this group project perfectly and that all of these people, like you said, in the Trump administration would all get together and just like coordinate this barrage of news. And it's like, it's so fast. This is intentional. This is what oh, they're doing I just want to purpose. interrupt for a second. Apparently, the discussion about Bert and Ernie being a couple was from a guy called Mark Saltzman. Okay. In an interview with a place called Queerty. Okay. That's how great the news is. I thought Frank Oz was the one who said it. Really? Because it got like regurgitated into someone else's mouth who regurgitated it again into my online. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't even know where anything comes from well, anymore. Like nothing. It's like one big game of telephone. Well, and, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you something great, which is that uh, I remember uh, my daughter was born in 2008, which is 10 years ago. Uh, she was born in 2008 and I remember, uh, you know, Obama was in office and there was the gay marriage decision where it got legalized uh, federally. And there were, uh, there was a newspaper of, uh, two dudes kissing. And I remember we walked past it. My daughter was looking at it and I said, uh, 
you know, look, there's two dudes. These dudes are in love. They're getting married. Uh, that used to be illegal. And she didn't know what illegal was. She was either three or four. I don't remember what year it happened. Um, right. Because, you know, uh, you know, it was great. I remember the moment. I remember what year it happened. But um, so I, the good thing is in this whole fucking uh, ridiculous argument is that uh, – we're at a point in time where obviously if kids have these super fundamental parents or conservative parents or whatever, then they're going to be like Bert and Ernie or roommates. But like my kid who is aware that like dudes can marry each other and that it's like, it's just like part of the world. And, and I mean, like she has, she has classmates who have, uh, who have LGBT parents. And so there's like yeah. people in the circle and everything else. And, and uh, so she might look at Bert and Ernie who are like two dudes living in an apartment. She might just assume they're married. So like the, the good thing about this is that we don't, we don't necessarily even have to have this discussion if they are uh, uh, two adult gay men and they're married and, and they're in a relationship or whatever that's great i saw um some talking today i saw some arguments actually we'll go ahead and say they were pretty uh they were arguments that were they were great great just i love to just see people fucking fighting because that's like just the best thing and fighting over nothing literally you know taking a step back um you know how how old are we you know we're in our 30s other people are, are anywhere other people who we run into between one and two hundred right. years old, <laughs> could be people we run into online could be any age. But the fact that people, uh, the argument I saw today was um, somebody arguing that um, Bert. Okay, so the argument was that Bert and Ernie are uh, are gay, but. Um, if you if you believe that that necessarily implies that they have a sexual relationship, then you are mm. not uh, you are not considering the viewpoint of asexuals. And uh, oh. I am not. Oh. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to fuck up and say the wrong definition of asexual. So, uh, but it's basically somebody who. I'm, you know what? Look it up if you don't know what asexual it's is. Just, it probably, but nevertheless, it's like it. it it's just fucking in a long discussion, and people like, dude, they were calling each other names. They were like, "You're fucking bigoted," and you, you're just two people clapping at each other and alternately telling each other that they fucked up based on the Burton Ernie thing. And it's like, dude, you could, you know, you. Like when was the last, I mean, honestly, you know, when, when all this shit happens, I feel like when was the last time that you just fucking listened to some rap? When's the last time you did anything else other than be online? I think that that's the really terrifying part of it. Cause you know what? This bloke, Mark Sorsman, I have no idea. I did not read the article. It might have actually defined this in the article, thus proving everything I say irrelevant, so skip the next 30 seconds. But in all seriousness, I'm imagining he just said some fucking comments. Yeah, they're gay, I guess. And then moved on. Or even if he went into a discussion. And then 
these people that you're talking about, they're litigating this truly bizarre argument because it's like there is no answer. The sad thing is you don't own Burton early. In fact, I don't even think Mark Salzman does. It's like at that point, it's like who owns the fucking definition? It reminds me of like when I was in college and I do film classes and there's this something called the synaptic or synoptic definition when it's like the meaning of something that the audience comes up with. Oh, that. Except now it's everything. Everything is lit. And, you know, when it comes to political points, fine. Fine, litigate every political point until I die. You may stop when I die. <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, fucking Burton only been gay. Honestly, who gives? Like, I, you know, on one hand, yeah, then if Sesame Street had agreed and said they were gay, that'd actually be, that'd be a good thing. Really genuinely good thing for the world because it would mean there's a company standing behind the guy, idea of two guys being gay. That would be great. But they didn't. They fucking suck. No one's saying that, but I don't really see anyone being like, Sesame Street fucking sucks. Or at least if they are, they're not as loud as the people arguing about what kind of gay those guys are. Right. And it's like, are they, it doesn't, and it doesn't apply to, well, it doesn't deal with the idea of being asexual. Jesus Christ, it's not even dealing with the idea of being sexual at all. Well, and and it's like, why should it have to as well? And it's just like, you know, you you see people picking apart all of the comments. Yeah, everything. But like the one that gets me um, and I, you know, I I have a bone to pick. Uh, I I really and I, I understand that it's like my problem. I never, I just literally never got into comic books. And this is, this is fucked up as a dude who um, drew comics. You know, I've always drawn little one panel comics or little, uh, or little illustrations where I recontextualize them by adding a new caption or adding dialogue or whatever. I never got into traditional comics, but I, I think it's totally legit that there are yeah, all, i read comics there but are, who cares yeah yeah and i in like i know a ton of people that read comics it's just like not my thing uh and i'm talking about yeah. i'm talking about uh and and you're gonna hate me i i don't know all the guys i'm talking about like who uh, cares? i'm talking about the like, uh the 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 shit, spider the shit guy, with the purple guy in the gems, and he says oh, this. Thanos, that yeah, one. Yeah, he says the shit in the memes, and it's like all the all the stuff. I just don't. I I never got into it. But the thing is, for me, is that people will have these endless, endless arguments about this, and it and that bums me out because, to me, that kind of stuff is. Uh, that kind of stuff is like in the same category as something like professional wrestling or something like that, where, you know, every much the same thing. Yeah. It's just fun. It, it, you don't have to take it apart and it's, you know, these people have never heard of the idea of the golden goose. You know, do you guys know what happened when the farmer cut the golden goose open? Right. When you pick it apart, it dies. First of all, it's deeply unrealistic. (laughs) that a being of any kind, any kind of uh, sentient being or living being would be made of gold (laughs) or capable of producing gold, first of all. Second of all, why would you cut the goose open? You know it would die, you fucking idiot, (laughs) you rube. 
But but the, but you're right though. But it gets even more bizarre this turning on the screw because so okay. I I liked Infinity War and I watched it again. I was like, I don't like it anymore. And for, like there like no one seemed to argue with me. I was like, oh damn, the internet was actually somewhat reasonable for once. But then I started looking around how people were arguing about this movie, and there's like three separate sub arguments about it. There's one where it's like it's really good. There's one where it's like it's really bad. It just did a lot of flashy shit. Fine, whatever, sure. You argue in any way, shape, or form. I don't give a shit. Then there's the one where it's like you're a fucking child if you like this. <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah. a child, if you like these movies, I read that one. I, I, I've seen like a lot of people say that. I was like, oh come on, like, Jesus Christ! It's like, and it reminds me of it's like a a high school at scale. Everything is a fucking like ah, you like this, you're weird. But then there's the countercultural thing where it's like, well, I actually like normie stuff now. <laughs> uh, there's the, I actually, re- I actually really like Patty Mo. By the way, I think Patty's great. But his Frasier thing, I can't tell if it's a bit. Like that's really confusing for me. I don't know if he actually liked Frasier. Oh man! But like a bunch of people who I'm pretty sure don't like yeah. Frasier like it now because oh, he likes it. Man, see, like him liking Frasier rules. Yeah. Like that's fine. Like what you like. It's a miserable world at times. I don't care what you fucking like. I watched like I watched this movie called Blockers the other day. It had like John Cena and like some other people in it. And it was fine. It was good. Laugh. I watched Daddy's Home with the most racist man in Boston, and that's saying something, Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) It was fine. I can't say I like these things seriously, because people are like, oh, you fucking... First of all, it's like you're supporting Mark Wahlberg, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, okay. Oh, dude. Okay, there's that. But then it's like you you actually... You also liked a normal thing. Oh, listen, listen, check this out. Look, I've... uh, Hit me with it. I'm going to say this on a podcast, because I've never... Because I've never said this... uh, uh, to to people I've known and not had them react with revulsion, wh- which is mm-hmm. that I uh, I do I do not like Dan Harmon or or Justin Roiland. I I think is Dan Harmon the bloke who did Rick and Morty? Yes, but check this out. That show fucking sucks. I dude, I have watched Rick and Morty, and to me. It's fine. There's like epic bacon stuff in it, but like on the balance, honestly, to me, I watched a bunch of them and I, and you know, it was helped by the fact that, um, I had like torrented a bunch of them, which by the way, gives me the moral superiority because I didn't, I didn't yeah. pay for it. I got it off of, uh, well, no, you I, like it. So actually you are now morally inferior. Right. right. No, I am. I no. So I, now you have to send Dan Harmon $30. Right. Right, right. No, so no, so I I watched the first couple. See, I got it off of like television. Ru, like whatever, where it's like not even in English, and it's like whatever. Yeah. Like, but, uh, you know, if I put it on my TV, but you like, but you liked it. It was fine. It was not. It was so not my. His, it was he, not my favorite show I've ever seen. But it, I. It was honestly it was fine, fine for like watching. So I don't watching. really care if you like Rick and Morty. What I care about is the fact that when Rick and Morty came out, a lot of the people I I read saying Rick and Morty is bad now really liked it when it came yep. out. Yep. You remember that? You remember yes. everyone was like, this is so good. I watched it. I was like, eh, it's, it's fine. It's just 
it's not great. Like, I'm not watching this and being like, oh, that's really good. Like Dan Harmon, I think, did Community as well. Community was great. I liked Community until the end, and it got kind of boring. But then like, everyone's like, God, fucking Dan, this is so good. And I think the same. Like, it's really bizarre because to the point about on online and time and how quickly things are forgotten. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people who genuinely liked Rick and Morty for a while, but now hate it because like Epic Bacon people like it. There are plenty of things I like that I know like people I don't like, like diet Coke, for example, but I guess that's not really an opinion <laughs> thing. But like, uh, like, it's just there are plenty of things that I enjoy. I'm sure I'm now blanking on actually thinking of any fucking Daddy's Home. I'm sure some real pieces of shit like that movie. But I don't know. I fucking I fucking watch anime. I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit what people think of me in general. But particularly for that, it's like who cares? Who gives a shit? And yeah, there are genuinely some awful people who like anime. Oh That's a my basic God. one. I like games and there are fucking terrible. Oh my God. We've talked about that before. The terrible people who like games. Point I'm making is it's very strange how there is an identity, identity politics around um, what you like. Well, it, and it's, it's so weird. Yeah, there, there is absolutely. And, and I think anime brings up a good point because uh, when I, when I first became aware of anime, it, it was in probably the mid nineties and it was really yeah. hard to find. And like, uh, there was like, Oh yeah. I remember like, when I first yeah. got into it, it was the same time and it was fucking, you had to like meet someone down a back alley yes. and hand them yes. used bills. Yeah. Well, you would get, you could get dubs of tapes or you could go to Blockbuster and Blockbuster had like one little corner of it and you could rent, um, and you could rent like Ninja Scroll or Dragon Scroll. Like there was two animes yeah. in stock at any time. And I, I, I missed it. And there's nothing wrong with it. It is super popular. My kid loves it. And uh, this is really funny. Wow. Have you, you ever shown her anything else? Yeah. In anime? <laughs> Jesus. Dude. I'm going to go and speak to your 10 year old about I know, things. Right? But, so so this is really funny by the way um so she uh checked out so she went you know we go to the library every week whatever and she checked out a bunch of graphic novels that were anime and i was like you know i don't know anything about this um and i picked one of them up and it was like this little girl on the cover and it was called uh yatsuba and i was like all right oh no was it hentai no no here's the thing no because it's uh because it's at the public library and it's like totally curated and like whoever works at the library is like an anime head, I'm sure. But so I picked it up and I was like, yeah, what's this shit going to be like? I'm going to be the fucking bad guy. And if this is like <laughs> not cool at all, I'm going to censor it. And dude, I picked it up and I read it and it was about like an eight year old girl who like helps her dad with stuff. Like literally that was it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like I felt so fucking. That's cool. I felt so fucking guilty. Like I, because because you know everybody online who is um who is a Nazi 
Um, and yeah, they all have like yeah, an anime avatar. Yeah, they all have anime <sighs> avatars. And so this is really this is really funny. Uh, if you want to play a game, because like we discussed last last time, Twitter is essentially a game. If you ever want to play a game, yeah, you can look up, and it's a it's a new word. It's called uh, Groyper, G-R-O-Y-P-E-R. And you can look that up. And that is like the code word. It's not very well hidden, but it's the code word for like all of the racist anime stuff on Twitter. So you can look through that. Um, and they. I'm all right. N- no, but no, but I mean, you look. I'm fine. You thanks. look through it and you, you, re- can, you can look, you look it through it and you report it. Oh, cool! Yeah, and that's that's what I'm getting at. No, you don't. No, it makes you feel awful. It it's like um, it's you know, it's like going through. If I needed to sit around with a bunch of racists, I'd talk to my in laws. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I got like. Oh, there we go. How did you do that? Come on, you had that. Just, have you had that? I have. It's in. It's in. It's in uh, Zen. It's in Zencaster. You can just hit it. You've got little buttons. I don't see noises. I don't see any of the. Uh, maybe it's just only the DJ that can go like. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Pi- I'm gonna wait like eight more episodes to pull that one out. Just so. <laughs> no, I just, I just realized you've been. I I just realized that hoarding it, it's been like three hours and you hit the and you hit the the drum shot <laughs> like you've been Which you've been rules. holding off you've been holding off this whole but time. Wait, but in in all seriousness though it's so biz- it's so deeply bizarre but if you ever want a great example as well subject to my in laws who are not all racist um. Go and talk to like someone insulated from the internet who's like got Facebook, just Facebook. Yeah, and they just have like text messages and Facebook, and ask them what they think of like, I don't know, maybe the Bert and Ernie being gay thing, or anything that pops up online you see endlessly litigated, and you'll find this amazing thing. They've heard about it like once. They've heard about it. They've been like, oh, I think this, and then they've moved on. They just move the fuck on. They like a movie. They see a movie and they like maybe talk to a, a buddy or a family member, but they just fucking move on with their lives. There is no, if someone online just randomly was like, you fucking idiot. You don't like that movie. That movie is, uh, it's racist against asexuals. I don't know. They'd be like, what? What's an asexual? Yeah, and- what are we? T- I saw that movie a week ago. I don't. I don't really care. Right, like, right. No, like what's going? Oh, so so, dude. I I read this article, and it was by this person. And they said, "Okay, I I am leaving online," and their rationale for it was that they were tired of going online and seeing what everybody was talking about, and then having mm-hmm. to come up with their own opinion and put the opinion online. And then defend it against people who argued with them. And they were completely oblivious to the idea that you are allowed, when you have the empty text box, you're allowed putting whatever you want in it. And you are not obligated to to do a certain thing. And, and in this case, I, I felt bad because they thought their only choice was really to get online and do this certain thing that they really didn't enjoy or to just leave entirely when of course yeah. you could you could do 
any number of different literally any number else. of different things with this. Yeah. And could not post at all. It, Just that's seems like a good option. Yeah. And, and uh you know this this brings me to another point which is uh do you remember Gangnam style? Oh yeah, yeah, that, I remember that. I remember quite like I remember quite liking it when it came out it, and it then it came out 7 months ago. Doesn't it seem like it came out a long time ago? <laughs> you remember you remember uh, President Ford? <laughs> he was uh, only president 20 weeks ago, turns out. <laughs> hey, this uh, yeah. this is not normal. I like that how I tried to remember a president <laughs> who wasn't recent. My brain just went, oh, sorry, mate. Uh, what's a car name? Is that a president? Like, just fucking, just completely fell. And that's great as well because that makes me kind of happy because I know that's not because of online or computers or anything. I, that's just me being fucking stupid. And that's great. I quite like something quite nice about the fact that I don't, you ever notice that you argue with people online and they get pissed off at you or what have you. And then they always have a fucking, like they're able to find like an argument. They go on Google and they look up something. I just love just being wrong sometimes, just not being able to come up with something, just going, ah, I don't care, it's moving on. Oh, I'm going to do anything else. Oh, dude, oh, I, okay. so so here's something, like, I have to have, I have to have a tool set, and I realize, and sometimes I feel like, uh, uh, like I've got something wrong with me that I have to construct this, like, cognitive tool set to make my way through the day, but really... All it is, is it's a coping mechanism, and it's a coping mechanism that enables me to be healthy, X, Y, and Z. But um, one of the things I do is I absolutely don't argue with people, and I saw the most fantastic thing ever. Uh, There was a guy online called Young King Dave, uh, and he unfortunately passed on earlier this year. And like we've been saying, it seems like it happened a hundred years ago. It only happened about four months ago. Um, but he was this big dude and he did that thing where he spat in and he said, it's fucking nice out. Right. Do you remember that guy? And he was smoking a joint and then he did that. But he he sounds like a pleasure. He did another video where um, he was just in a cornfield and he said, we out here smoking big doints in Amish. Smoking doints in Amish. Yeah, it's that guy. I vaguely remember that. He's this this big dude. Anyway, he died. Uh, It's actually really tragic. He was like, there you go. He was, no, he was like 19. And what happened was he got sick. He couldn't afford medical care. And by the time he went to the doctor, it was too late and he basically uh and he basically died but anyway uh, the one thing he said and this was one of the last things he said online and of course the poignance of that is perhaps what made it stick with me but he just posted and he said i don't go back and forth online and that has stuck with me and it's really fucking genius and it's crazy what sticks with you but that is just something that has stuck with me is I don't go back and forth online. Just the idea that literally I am not here to argue. I'm here to communicate with people. Unlike a reality show, I am here to make friends. I I would love it if if I fucking posted something 
and somebody uh, uh, responded to me conversationally and I could have a conversation with them and I talk with them a little bit and I was their friend. That would be fucking magical to me. Nobody understands. Imagine that. Nobody understands how fucking magical that would be. Now I have literally made new friends out of thin air because I have had a short conversation with somebody online. Then I've ended up talking to them more and it turns out they're cool. And now we're friends. It's actually really fucking easy. And it's something I love, which is when I use this communication tool, which is used by the president to say that women are a type of fish. And I use that (laughs) to make new friends that make me happy. It's fucking amazing. That was amazing. Actually, that reminds me of my wedding now, because if you think about it, like you're at my wedding like a bunch of people like Felix is at my wedding, Jeb Lam is at my wedding. People are like, duh, you're doing an online wedding. No, I made some friends online, you fucking sociopath. You can do that, you know. It's not just people who all respond to the same President Trump tweet or all like screenshot someone saying something and then put it next to a tweet from Drill, which I've done and it's really fun and I still enjoy it. It's not all just this weird kind of like, written gangbang word gangbang <laughs> it's not all just like fucking the computer yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's so bizarre well people tend people tend to you know if it in ed you, you do what i do which is you have a picture of yourself online you have your name on there you make it as easy as possible for people to recognize yes this is a real sentient human being living and breathing and and I can contact them 24 hours a day on the same communication they use to post and they will probably see it and yeah. people don't people don't even consider that you're you're a, a person and I don't know about you but this is kind of uh what I enjoy about podcasting which is you know, for for the forty or so people that listen to any particular podcast that I that I'm on, whether I'm a guest or or whether it's something that you and I created like this, uh, it really I feel forces them to finally understand that yeah, I'm actually a person. Like I have my own I have my own thoughts, and this is something you know we were talking about uh, uh, how. It's high school writ large or high school at scale Yeah, really is what happens so often. And this is called theory of mind. And you'll find with with your young son, you'll find that this develops at a certain point around three or four years of age. And theory of mind is somebody having the concept that other people have an independent set of thoughts. Yeah. Is what it boils down to. And so, you know, before that point, if you're hungry, you assume that everyone's hungry. If you need your diaper changed, you assume that everyone else has a chapped ass. And then once you develop theory of mind, you start to realize that, hey, my mom doesn't even wear a fucking diaper. Right. So you start integrating this into your sense of self and into your sense of the outside world. Yeah. There are people still who use the same communication media we do who do not have theory of mind. In other words, they can't conceive that Ed Zitron is a person. They think that Ed Zitron is a meme or they want to find 
they want to find a set of words where it's like typing motherload into Sims. They want to find a set of words that's a cheat code for Ed where they type a set of words at you and you are impressed and you do something as a trick in response. That's how most people interact. And on top of that, I actually think that genuinely, I've been told no less than five times now, and someone told me it yesterday, they thought my account was a bit. And that's what is truly bizarre to me. That still doesn't make sense. I'm still trying to understand that. I always want to go to them like, Hey, were you kidding? Or but I don't I also don't want to because now I'm worried that I'll just come off as desperate or something. Oh no, I and it's just I, weird. I don't know what to do. And at the same and at the same point at, at the same time, I mean, uh there are people who I I have posted for about four years online and I've said and and this turned into a meme, of course, it said if you want an ass kicking uh, come to this at the next time. And obviously the joke was number one, I'm not going to kick anybody's ass. I'm yeah. some, I'm s- some fucking guy, right? I'm not going to kick anybody's ass. Just, just it, indiscriminately. Right, right. I, I'm mean mugging. So the whole, the whole joke is that I'm like trying to look mean, right? Where I, <laughs> obviously I'm in increasingly right. dumb places as well. Right, right, right. Exactly. And, uh, I always make up some, de- some description that doesn't make any sense, but it's like, maybe depending on how successful I was, maybe or not, it's funny based on what is happening in the background of the picture. And yeah. there have been literally hundreds of people writing me, um, and saying, you know, are you still there? I wonder how many people, really? yes, yes. I wonder how many people whose, whose ass he has kicked. Um, and this, this is great. And, and you know, oh my God. so, so here's the that rules. So here's the thing, unfortunately, which is that, um, people, people don't treat me like I'm a real person. So then in turn, I don't use the internet as like a record of what I'm actually thinking and feeling. I make shit up and I put it online. Um, I was about three years ago. I was staying at uh, a hotel. We got, we lucked into some kind of special deal or whatever. Um, Right. uh, Stayed in this really fancy hotel in Cleveland, which is like three hours away from my, from where I am. Uh, We just drove up there for the weekend, whatever. Um, something, something with my, my nephew or something. I don't even remember, but we went up there and, uh, there was this incredibly elaborate wedding because it was at this place called the arcade. It was the first indoor shopping mall. It's a very cool place. Um, we got a good deal, whatever we booked it. And then there was a wedding going on. So I took a bunch of selfies of myself with the wedding and like six or eight months later I posted and, um, I said, uh, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, excuse me. Easy. Yeah. Six or eight months later, I posted and I said, uh, some guy just told me that he, that, uh, uh, because of my ass kicking pics, I should come to his wedding and like a bunch of people liked it or whatever. And then I replied to that with a pic of me in this beautiful fucking galley. Like right. this, this big glass domed eight story galley with this woman in this incredibly uh, uh, 
uh, incredibly intricate wedding dress behind me, getting her picture taken by like this gang of paparazzi. And it was just like wedding photographers. You know how it is. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and then I said, come to this guy's wedding in the next however long, if you want an ass kicking. And people went wild. I guess they assumed it was real. And that's the thing. If you fuck with me and you treat it, you treat me like I'm not real. Like then nothing is real. And I can't, you know, if I can't use it legitimately as a communications medium, what you're doing is you're removing everybody else's ability to use it to actually communicate uh, their thoughts. Because everybody knows that if they actually legitimately put their thoughts, if you just post online and you say, Rick and Morty, it's fine. It's okay to watch. Like in the last hour before you go to bed, you've been on the computer all day, you're fucking tired, you want to have a a glass of whiskey and and have a bong hit and just fucking watch some dumb shit before you go to bed, right? And uh, nobody will let that go. So I ain't going to tell anybody what the fuck I'm doing. You guys don't. You guys don't get access to my real thoughts and feelings. I'm sorry. And and on a podcast, I'll tell you my actual thoughts and feelings because the context of actually talking with your voice and and I I think you'll find this too, Ed, that actually talking with your voice and having people listen to you kind of drives home the point that yeah, you're a real human. There's not some fucking guy named like like George Smith in Missouri who's doing a bit called Ed Zitron, who's a PR guy in San Francisco. <laughs> that would fucking rule though. I would l- I really want to know like why. It's and that's always what I'm thinking like why would you think that's a bit? And it is and that's a whole other fucking different subject of podcasts like the the why being that they can't imagine there's someone out there that is to your point actually actually really sharing anything approximating a real thought and being in pr i mean that's the weird thing that a lot of these people don't think that that's possible i mean it but with less good reason than you like yours like your reasons are because fuck you guys. You treat me like a meme. I like, like a meme in the case of PR people it's because they're all fucking sociopaths who don't actually have anything approximating a real feeling in their life. <laughs> well, and it's really bizarre. Well, you're, because- sub- you're subverting it by just posting, posting your actual thoughts online. You're doing the same thing. Their expectation of you is that you're bullshitting and you're just posting your actual thoughts online and, and posting your actual opinions. Right. Yeah, and which is bizarre. And I mean, but also there's there is a weird I guess I'm right in the middle between them and you because I'll post my general feelings, but I won't do so in any sort of linear path. This isn't my fucking Zanga. This isn't something where I'm trying to chronicle how I was fucking the nineteenth of September twenty eighteen. It's me talking about what fucking sprung to mind at the time. Maybe it made me laugh. I don't know. And then moving on. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if you fully hide what you feel, but you definitely don't care to share everything. Well, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I have what is apparently a controversial belief that irony isn't 
real. I'm not, I've never been a fan of irony. And uh, that's kind of a weird statement to make. But generally, I, so I don't like the idea that you can just say, you know, I, you can't put on the red hat and be like, I love Trump, lol. Because, you know, I, I don't think irony is real because to somebody who doesn't understand your context, uh, yeah. you're just saying, okay, I love this, whatever. And really, you know, you're you're attempting to create some kind of code for only people who know what you're doing and you're limiting your audience and, and blah, blah. But uh, no, I, I don't like to post my actual thoughts and feelings online because when I do all that hap all that happens. So, so it's not a matter of me not sharing my, my thoughts or God forbid, dude, my, my fucking emotions, right? Oh no. Uh, I would never share my emotions online. And you know, it's, it's really hard to be a man and share your emotions about things to, to people other than, uh, uh, a lot of men don't share their emotions with anyone. And, you know, it, it's really hard just to share your emotions with like your family and your close friends or maybe your therapist. Right. And it's very incredibly hard to to have acquaintances or whatever else, especially if they're other men and say, you know, this is this happened and this is how this made me feel. You know, somebody approached me and they they said, so one time I was at Froyo. This is real, by the way. One time I was at okay. Froyo and I'm standing in line to get my fucking frozen yogurt and a guy walked up right behind me and whispered into the back of my neck. He whispered crud bump, which is, you know, Jesus. I've made music online. That's, that's called crud bump. When he did uh. that to me, it made me feel... Uh, dehumanized and I think that's the specific emotion that I felt because he thought he could feed an input to me as if I were a system and get some kind of result and what I did is um, thankfully I I was pulled out your Glock no I was you one loaded uh, 15 rounds into his chest <laughs> and chopped his so, neck so I was uh no, I, I was this is uh, I was in the hip part of town, which is called the right. short north in Columbus. Um, and mm -hmm. I had been drinking down the block and I turned around and uh, I, I pulled back from him about two feet and I go, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and he just literally didn't fucking say anything. And I just looked at him for a second and I turned back around. He just didn't fucking say anything. What's crazy is had he gone up to you and been like, hey, you're the crud bump guy, you'd have been fine. You'd have liked that. That would have been totally fine. Oh, yeah. No, like totally. Like a genuinely pleasant totally. experience. Totally. And, and it's like if if somebody came up to you who you were in school with or somebody came up to you and you're like, and you're like hey, you remember when we used to work at, at Business Co. together or whatever? If yeah. somebody comes up to me, if I'm fucking, if I'm in a cool part of town and some dude comes up to me and is like hey what's up like i know who you are for whatever reason i'd be like cool what's up man and like i've had i have had i i've had very pleasant conversations with people i don't know and they've just been like fucking cool and it and yeah. it 
I think the thing is, is that um, it self-selects and the people who are online the most and talking the most about things are the ones who are least likely to have like a, a regular conversation with somebody they see or somebody they know. Um, and, and right. I've, I've said this before. I feel like I've probably said it on Twitter, but I, I often feel like when it comes to people interacting with me, I feel like if I want to have a conversation with somebody I don't know, I'll go to the park. And I do go to the park literally every day because I have to get out of the house or I'm going to go fucking nuts, right? Like I work at home. I do all my stuff at home. You know, I write at home. Uh, if I have something I'm doing where I'm making merchandise, I'm making mugs, t-shirts, whatever else, and I'm shipping them out of my home, I do that from home. And so I I do go to the park and it's really fucking pleasant because I'll walk around. And if I see somebody who I even vaguely recognize, I'll be like, what's up? And maybe they stop to talk to me and it's always really fucking pleasant. And this yeah. is this is a huge disconnect I have with the Internet, which is that every single person online likes to treat random small talk social interactions as being something horrific. And I think yeah. I think it's self-perpetuating. I think it's self-perpetuating because just the idea that you might leave your apartment building and see your neighbor, you know, I I live in a neighborhood and it's all uh like fairly affluent mostly white people. Okay? And I'm going to be honest, I, I, I don't like talking to people i don't know yeah but that's just me like i don't like it i don't like going out i for someone whose job is literally to relate to the public i don't like going out in the public really it genuinely upsets me i don't know what it is i think it's like bullying thing i don't fucking know but i can play the game and i it's not even necessarily in being uncomfortable no it's being uncomfortable one is being scared like, and I've had people who didn't know me who in person. Like, yeah. I won't name the reporter, but he's a very flamboyant guy. Just saying that in tech should tell you who it is if you follow that shit. And maybe you don't. I don't care. But he came up to me, and I'd never met this guy. I'd only talked to him online and yeah. fucked around online. And he was like, oh, he like grabbed my shoulders and kind of shook me. Like, not hard, but like trying to fuck with me. Mm. And I was just like, hmm. And some cruel part of my brain, like he had kind of a like a little pot by there, went, ooh, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, and the look oh, on no. his face was like I'd fucking like shed in his mouth. Wow. And then we talked later. I was like, sorry about the, the belly. He's like, fine. It was just kind of like weird. I'm like, okay. I just apologize because genuinely I, the, it upset him. But it was more, I think I just naturally was like, I want to give as good as I got. Because you fucking, like, why would you just, you just met someone. He's like, oh, surprised that you were, you're like how you were online. It's like, yeah, because that's how I fucking am. I'm not mediating <laughs> who I am and what I do. Like, something that happens, if you're rude to me online and then nice to me in person, I'm going to be probably ruder in person. The crazy thing is considering everything I've just said about not liking to go on, I'm actually fairly extroverted. I'm actually surprisingly yeah. out there when I want to be. 
Yeah, yeah. Which means that people see me online, and I've had this happen a few times, and then be super aggressive in person, like straight up rude in one case. Let's go, ah, go fuck yourself. And like, oh my, oh my stars and gutters. And it's so fucking funny because it's like, oh, you think that this is different. You think that they, <laughs> like, if you treat me like a shithead online, if you're rude to me online, I'll be like suddenly nice to you in person. It's like, oh, that's just, and I did have someone, another PR guy was like, oh, that's just online. I was like, well, it's fucking real life too, you shithead. He got really upset for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Oh, and it was yeah. just, yeah. it's just really bizarre because it's like when they do have, com- some people, when they have conversations online, they think it's identical to offline, which is why you got the crud bump thing. Like online, just like whispers, crud bump, like in brackets, you'd like, you'd probably laugh at that. You'd be like, ah, that's, that's whatever. That's a tweet, I guess you made like, well done for that. But someone doing that online, uh, offline even is not remotely the same thing, but I just don't think people quite understand what they're doing on in real life or off online. And it's so bizarre. Like it's teaching people these really weird sociopathic things, but also showing people that they just have no, that online isn't bad itself. It's just allowing you to prove just how fucking worthless you are at just relating to actual people, like talking to them with words and such. And the, yeah, I just, I'm, it's quite bizarre. And I'll never understand the people who are just fucking like, they'll start shit with you online, but you meet them and like, oh, well, okay, well, it was just online. It's like, no, it's still me. I'm still a person behind there. And sure, I'll take, like I said, fuck off to someone yesterday. I, I almost apologized to them, but I was like, I just, I'm not gonna, even going to bother because I said, oh yeah, I didn't like the new, also you can't, can't say this shit online. I didn't like the new series of Bojack Horseman and they went season. I just wanted, uh... I was just, I was in a shitty fucking mood and I went, oh, fuck off. And like oh I'm surprised they actually, I actually felt kind of bad, but I was like, "Hey, oh, you fucking pedant." However, if they came to me in real life and like, "Hey, that really offended me," I'd be like, "I'm really sorry." That was I do I would absolutely have done that in person. Like, just want to be 100% clear. I would have likely said, but I would have said it with the context of, "Oh, fuck off!" Like, clearly, like not actually telling you to go fuck yourself or fuck off and so on. And it's just I don't quite get like to round everything back as well to time and all this. I don't think most people know why they're online. I think they just think they have to be like, I'm online. Cause I like talking to people like you. I like talking. I like reading my feed. I like seeing people's thoughts, no matter how disparate they may be. I like seeing like a grouping of them. People I find interesting talking online. That to me is interesting. Oh, but I don't I- post with anything like a plan nor do I make a new me for online. I don't know how you do it. Well, so many people do. I I don't know why most... See, I don't know why most people are on Twitter. See, Facebook... Yeah. I, Facebook, I understand. Now, I'll tell you what killed Facebook for me was the election, which... Oh, yeah. And, and what did it for me, honestly, and I am, like, really fucking blessed that... I only know like a few really hardcore conservative people. And I will say that like when the election came through on Facebook, like these folks like posted a couple times, they're like, I'm going to a Trump rally. And I'm like, fair enough. You're a dumbass. Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
like you you have your one your one issue whatever like it, it and i'm not a person where i'm gonna go fight with people where i'm gonna let you know some yeah i'm not gonna seek that shit out right 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 and i'm i'm not gonna argue um actually i think the last argument i had with a conservative friend who who by the way i'm not really the way that it's shaken out is i'm not really great friends with any conservatives um just because you know i i think your paths diverge and it you know if you are it's fine and like don't let stupid stupid bullshit like treating women and minorities like second class citizens you know don't let little things like that get in your way of like making sure that you can still have conversations with somebody from high school i guess but anyway the last the last conversation the last fight i had with somebody online who was conservative was when they they posted and they said, "Hey, uh, I'm really happy. I'm going to go shop at Chick Fil A this weekend because it was the the Chick Fil A thing where they said, okay, well, um, Chick Fil A. God, see, it, and this happened five years ago. Okay, right. speaking about time, this feels like a billion fucking years ago that oh, yeah. it, it, the Chick Fil A, and I don't even remember. I, you know." The fact where this is this is the last fight I last political fight I had with an actual friend of mine, um, where they posted and they said, "Hey, you know, I'm proud to go to Chick Fil A," and I said, and I mess I didn't fight with them in public. I messaged them privately and I said, "Hey, um, you know, I I think you know, vote for whoever you want to vote for." But don't post this kind of shit, you know, don't get on this weird fucking uh, bandwagon uh, of, you know, falling in line with these other people that have the same beliefs as you look. I don't think the Democrats are a soccer team. I'm not a fan of the Democrats. You know, I'm a registered Democrat, so I can vote in the fucking primaries in a swing state. But look, I'm not I'm not uh, out there posting Hillary shit. And, you know, you vote for whoever you want to, but have some fucking dignity. And they didn't write me back. And like, also we're not really like super friends now. Like don't really keep in touch. They're fine, but whatever. Um, and we haven't spoken since that day. No, yeah, no, no way. I can't really, do irony. And that's, <laughs> I can't do irony. And, sorry. And no, we really probably haven't. And, and that sucks. But what happened to me in the, in the 2016 election, um, is that, uh, some friends of mine were doing something where they all lined up and they said, Hey, you know, we're all going to do this thing. Cause, okay. So for, for those who don't know, I live in Ohio. It's a swing state, which means every four years in the presidential election, uh, the electoral votes from Ohio either go to the Republican or the Democrat. The state is roughly split 50, 50. So a little small bump in the Republicans or the Democrats generally shift something on the order of, I don't know, 21 or 24 electoral votes to that side and generally determines the fucking election. Okay. So I have a responsibility that people in, uh, uh, that people in New York, California don't have and people in West Virginia, Kentucky, Georgia, Mississippi, who are solidly Republican states. They don't have this responsibility, which is really, 
you know, you have to vote Democrat in the fucking election. It sucks. Okay, look, I held my nose. I voted for John Kerry. He lost the election. I I remember walking. It, it was like ceremonially walking to the bong store, and and my wife and I and. Don't look up what year John Kerry lost the election because you'll know how old I am. But we it was, uh, 1984. Yeah, <laughs> we it's why, uh, it's why uh, George <laughs> Foreman wrote that book. Yeah, <laughs> we we ceremonially walked to the bong store and we bought a bong and named it Bong Kerry because when <laughs> when you're uh, when you know you're you're a lifestyle stoner, you do things like that, but. Is there a natural bong store or is it like a general glass store? Um, you know, so um, now it is a place that serves uh, shrimp sandwiches, but at the time it was called glass. It was called oh, okay. a glass I'm store. Guessing, and you would go guessing. in and it was full of bongs and you were not allowed to say bong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those places where they yeah. have every kind of glass object you can actually purchase surrounding an entire counter of bongs. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, okay. so we bought uh Bong Carry. Uh, bong Carry, yeah. Uh and and so anyway in the so you know, I've always been like, you know, I'm very suspicious of Democrats cuz they're horrible, right? Hmm. But you have to you can't write in uh Burton Ernie whether they're gay or not. You can't write them in. You have yeah, to Burton Ernie brackets yeah. only if gay. Yes, only only if they're gay and only if voting for them does not erase their asexuality. Exactly. Exactly. So um Nice. Yeah, no, so so a bunch of people and it was not just my friends, it was my friends' friends, which I, I always think, you know, if I know somebody and I'm like, Oh, that's my friend's friend, then that means I'm not friends with them because I don't like them enough to be their friend. They're my friend's yeah. friend. So um, it was mostly them and they were discussing, uh, hey, you know, let's all get together and let's all register Republican and vote this certain way in the primary and this will game the election. And I posted something and I was like, hey, you know, just vote Democrat and vote for you who you want to win the fucking election. Right. You know, uh, if you know, Bernie has a lead on Hillary, whatever, you know, it's like hurting me in my, in my fucking heart to even say the words Bernie and Hillary, but look, they were real things that happened. It was less than two years ago. It feels like a billion fucking years ago. It feels like well, we were in- it either feels like two years ago or about three weeks ago. Yeah. I have felt yeah. like the same politics wise, Since that day, and felt better, felt worse, I guess. But like, it's just felt like it's just been going and going, and just the same thing repeated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so everybody was doing this thing, and and so I said, hey, you know, why don't you vote for whoever? And there was some lady, and I didn't know her. Like I, I literally, I had never met her and she gave me like this lecture and it was over a series of like five or six comments. And it was like this long lecture. And I was like, you know what? I, like I'm done with Facebook. I don't have any idea who you are. You fucking troll doll. 
I don't, I've never even met you. Like you're not, you're like my friend's friend's friend. Okay. And you want to come in and, and give me a fucking lecture. Look, we're both going to fucking vote for Hillary, right? You're going to dance in and say Hillary is bay. Pokemon go to the polls and you're going to vote for fucking Hillary. And I'm going to go in and be like, well, the world sucks. And I'm going to pull the lever for fucking Hillary. Or in my case, I'm going to punch the screen and whatever happens, happens. Because I live literally down the street, Ed, from Walden O'Dell, commonly known as Wally O'Dell, who was... In 2000, 2000, the so year 2000, uh, was the CEO of Diebold and through the election for George Bush. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so whether or not the voting machines in Ohio uh, actually work to register your vote as intended, hey, that's up in the air. So is it actually a big crank, though? Do you pull a big lever? Because I can't oh. vote. So Oh, shit. Dude, you can't. Well, I'm a, I'm a resident. I'm a legal oh, resident of this country. Man. I cannot vote. Okay. You guys would be okay. so pissed if, like, I could vote. Even though I fucking pay my taxes. I think felons... I think felons should be able to vote. And I think that uh, if you live in the country and you... And, Anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, but probably uh, not a good but idea. No, dude, there's not a big crank. It's basically like slot machines. Like slot machines used to be, you would go and you put your nickel or quarter in, you pull the big crank, and then all the reels tick around, and it's like real, and you feel <laughs> it's like V O T E. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's in Ohio. It's a touch screen, and then there's a little right. paper receipt. And it's basically like the CVS receipt, right? Because it just like it's like twenty feet long, and it's like okay, you voted for Franklin County Municipal Court of uh, Dog Elections, you voted for Franklin County Coroner. Like, who gives a fuck, right? Yeah, in like, England, it's yeah. uh, I did a paper. You did a thing. You put it in a special envelope. It's like a tamper-free envelope. You vote for very Brexit or sort of Brexit, and <laughs> then you mail it in. What's great as well, I found out that everyone was bitching about like the American system just unregistering you at random. England did that to me. I've been did able they? to vote and then just randomly with that one, I was like, oh, yeah, you're unregistered. Why? Is it because I don't live there? Oh, no, you just were. It's like, oh, okay, well, most important fucking – wouldn't have changed a fucking thing, I should add. Yeah, yeah. But still frustrating. And that's the thing as well, like – What's really interesting as well, I'm gonna, I, two people very close to me that I will not name uh, actually voted leave. Oh, wow. And it was amazing because I think that online also perpetuates this idea that you can't live with or like people that have, in some cases, completely different views to you or how much having these views affects you or them. Because it's like... If you went by the laws of online, these two people, I would have to literally never speak to them again. I would have right. to not speak to them ever again, ever. Yeah. yeah. Those are the rules of online. I never speak to these two people ever again in your life. And in fact, actively make fun of them. 
So I didn't do that. And like my, I'll just be honest, my wife's family are pretty right leaning. And the only time we ever have any political conversation is when I hear someone being racist. And usually it's actually like (laughs) surprisingly short because I'll go, why are you racist? Why are you saying that? Like not not an actual debate, not an actual, and then sometimes they go, "It's not racist to say like the n word." I'll be like, "It is." Oh, the best one I heard, by the way, was, "Well, I've heard them say honky." I'm like, "Okay, let me be honest. Uh, the word honky is not associated with like hanging white people, yeah, and, like yeah. hundreds of years of enslaving and murdering white people. The n word, however, absolutely is." And they just went, "Oh, okay," and just. And it was great because I knew for a fact they would never, ever change their minds, which is also true of online, by the way. And, oh, yeah. And uh, I, you just move on with your life. You have to be around these people in some cases. It's just really bizarre how applying – like there are certain – like online does really not apply to the real world. You have to – you don't even talk about – I think we mentioned this last time. You don't talk about politics ever in real you ever noticed that like, oh god i guess no, there are some people you no. meet who are very political like no, fine and, that makes sense but it's, you know who, it's actually super dissonant when you do well you know and when you do it's like conspiratorial isn't it yeah it's like oh you and i share oh and and like i i know uh yeah, the Trump administration has been horrible. It gives my mom and I something to talk about. Like, yeah, you know, my it's my masturbatory mom. almost. <laughs> but is it not with your mom? I, you know what I mean. But, <laughs> right. So when you're jacking off with your mom, now, now what I mean is, you the conspiracy side is like, yeah, you also agree with me, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We yeah. say well on a podcast where we're agreeing with ourselves, but you. It's this weird thing of like, it is the agreement loop. Because if you start my experience, for example, someone in my family, I'm not going to say who, is like a super big Zionist. Oh, like wow. the most Zionist of Zionists. You know what happens when that conversation begins? No one responds. Oh, no, dude. Just, I everyone just talk goes, about. Everyone just goes quiet. And they're like, yeah, Israel's great. And down with Palestine. It's like, And I just usually walk out. I'm just like, oh, nah. I just I walk out. I well, I wouldn't want to talk about that. That's really hard because I don't. You know, it's very easy to have an opinion on that based on what you read and what you think, and yeah, and there's some family. Yeah, and if you don't have a horse in the race, then all of a sudden you end up having to fight on on behalf of whatever of whatever Israel. side. <laughs> Whatever they side need you, help. whatever side you support, they're good. They don't need the help, guys. But it's really weird how just my experience of diverging political beliefs, both before and after the Trump election, is the same. When someone disagrees, they are. It's kind of like that bit in like Finding Dory, where everyone's like, bark, bark, like then the two the two seals attack the other seal, trying to get on the rock. That's my experience. Or just no one talks to them. Oh, yeah. The occasional time that I'm around someone when they're just like, well, 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 well. And this happened actually in a part in New York. Like, I can't remember what it was. Like, oh, I was talking about the movie Baby Driver. That was a good one. 
I talked about <laughs> liking that movie. And they were yeah. like, well, yeah. and they went into just this protracted, insane rant about how it's derivative. And at first I was like, oh, well, you know all about these movies. That's kind of cool. But then it went on like another 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. And it was just like, wow, you don't enjoy things. And then someone else, like later on, brought up a political, like a subtly different political belief, and someone else just went at them. And I was just like, this is not fucking, like, this is not normal. Like, this, this here. Like, generally, people of the same beliefs go together and talk. When they have different beliefs, usually they can, you can kind of sniff the air and go, okay, maybe I shouldn't reveal. Well, I shouldn't talk about this thing in front of these people because they'll just fucking argue with me. But then anytime like an online style thing happens offline is what I'm really getting at. It's deeply weird. It's not have it is very rare. Sure, we've I'm sure we've all got drunk or high, had a conversation with someone, and it's got off the rails, and it's a bit weird, or we've done a podcast for like two hours, whatever. But for the <laughs> most part, this really weird fucking thing. Anytime you try and apply like the rules of online to offline, it just doesn't work. Like real people in the world don't have conversations that people do online. You don't get. So you're not walking around the street and just going like, "Oh yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I didn't like Hillary, but I voted my party." Someone doesn't just walk past you and like shove past whoever's next. You go, "Ah, well, Sister Hillary." You're just like blindsided by this people just screaming in your ear. Yeah, I guess like you, the thank and the Thanksgiving, yeah. the, the theoretical Thanksgiving conversation. I also really like the one where people are like, "Oh yeah, my <laughs> my Thanksgiving, my racist uncle pipes up and he's like, oh, black people steal." And then I stand up and give an impassioned speech I memorized from the West Wing, and then everyone clapped, and my uncle killed himself the next day. Like that's like the that's their dream. What really happens is the guy probably like mutters the N word under his breath. Everyone goes, "Oh, come on, Peter, you don't have to say that." And he goes, rrr, fucker, rrr. and then they just go on with dinner and complete uncomfortable silence. That's what an actual uncomfortable family political thing is like. It's just deeply uncomfortable and incredibly quiet. People don't have conversations like that. People don't get to consider each thought, and most people just aren't that fucking eloquent. And if oh, they no, are, no. it's actually deeply it's, – it's not fun to be around someone being super eloquent about an <laughs> argument. It's fine no, if like, you're high no. and you're talking about why an album's really good. Who cares? That's fun. But when it's like, well, let me tell you about Israel, it's just deeply weird. And just any strong, any opinion held as strongly as it is online, offline, even the fun ones are kind of dissonant and weird. Well, I, and I th I think that's what contributes to the idea. I think that's what contributes to to like the scrunching up of time. Just the fact that you know, from day to day, on a day to day basis, like you know, you you have your work, you do, you deal with clients, you do, you know, piece by piece. It's like putting down bricks. Yeah, you put one brick, you put the next brick. 
And then when you look back, you've completed a brick wall, but you don't remember putting in brick number 22. You don't remember putting in brick number 250. Yeah, All you do is is you remember the experience of putting in brick after brick. You know that when you look back after a week or a month or a year, you've got a brick wall. And actually a shit ton of software has been built so that you can look and go, shit, what was brick 12? I'm on brick 2008 now. I don't right, really right. remember putting down any of them. When did I put them down or so? And I need that information to put down whatever next brick it is. It's not like a you're not linearly going, and now brick 9,000. Here we go. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and only. like if you, if you work in a creative industry, let me just say, if you work in a creative industry – you, you you create so many ideas. And this is more for the listeners than for you, Ed, but you create so many ideas that it's very easy to go back and look at something you did last year, look at an idea yeah. you created. In my case, to look at a comic I made last year and just say, I've got a blank spot. I don't remember making it. It's got my name on it. I'm sure that I'm sure that I made it because it's clearly done in my style. It has a yeah. watermark in it and it was published on my site. Oh no, I don't remember shit I've written like a week ago. Like, I mean, I remember writing it. I vaguely remember the ideas, but I know I don't remember it because I'll read it and laugh at my own jokes. I'll be like, <laughs> that's really good. Oh wait, I wrote that for myself. Oh, like, me. I wrote that because it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Because I thought it was funny. Oh, me, me too. And, and, you know, I think what's contributing to this is um, when I started now, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, if you, if, if you're listening to this, cause I said, Hey, listen to this. Uh, you, you may know that I've done uh, comics online, like one panel comics and all kinds of like creative stuff, whatever. Uh, since the early two thousands, Actually, I was putting stuff online before then, but it's like it didn't survive. It's not very good, whatever. Um, So from like 2001, 2002 onwards, I've been putting stuff online. And um, going back and uh, all the way to 2001, 2002, it was really novel to put one new thing online each day. And this is insane to think about now. But that's really... Uh, what what I did in the early days is I put one new thing online every day and then people knew like, oh, when I'm bored at the end of my day at work, I can go and every day I go to – Which I used to do, I should add. Like I read right, – right. I read Married to the Sea and I actually read Super Poop. I used right, to fu- – I yeah. fucking loved Super Poop, by the way. That's like a, a special place in my heart. But yeah, used to go on every day. Now it's like, oh, I didn't – I didn't read Twitter for three hours and there's a fucking like completely different world out there now. The world has changed. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting to is that it used to be that you could put one thing online every day and now like, and like, that's why my work is not as popular because if I could put a hundred things online every day, which would be physically and mentally impossible for me to do with any amount of like quality yeah. or thought put into it or, or anything. If I could do that, then yeah, I'd still be whipping it. 
But like one person just making one thing every day, like doesn't cut the mustard to to such an extent that it's almost lost in the fire hose of online, don't you think? Oh yeah, and I was thinking the other day, like, what's really weird as well is I just thought about putting like something with effort, like one thing of effort online every day, and I like felt sick. That I was that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about. You should put one piece of content. You share it on your blog, and you share it on your Twitter and your Instagram. It's like fuck, that sounds exhausting. However, I can easily shit out like forty-five mediocre best tweets. Like, no problem at all. I'll get right on that right now. And that's the bizarre thing. Like, anything, how mindless a lot of this is. But also the expectation that you put out shit constantly if you are a content farm. Like, you can't just do one fucking thing anymore. Oh, yeah. No, there's... uh, it, It was absolutely, like, a unique point in time where... I could put out a comic and it would update at midnight and I, and there would be people who would stay up. I mean, I'm sure they were still up at 11 o'clock, but they would stay up until midnight and they would click on it and they would, they would see it. Yeah. I don't think anybody set their alarms to it, but it, and also there was like a, a, a complete paucity of content online to the point where people gave a shit about what I did. So that was a matter of there not being very much stuff online. Now, literally everybody is online. And, and I always joke about, you know, back in the early days of the, of the internet. Um, and I got on this, this is insane. And, uh, I told my dad this going back and he was there. He bought the computer that I used. Right. And a few, a few years ago, I told my dad, I said, you know, I was online in 1989 and he said, I, you're bullshitting me. I don't believe it. There was no such thing that existed. It, it predated the World Wide web. Yeah. It's like Usenet dub- and such, right? Yeah. Usenet, Gopher, there were free nets. There were bulletin boards that were on FidoNet, which was something where these, uh, computer, these individual computers would call each other and download network messages. You could talk to people from different cities, whatever. And uh, so, so I, I was on this going back so far. And for the whole time, I always thought, I said, wow, like what, like, this is such a niche endeavor. What if everybody was online and it was all the time, I would always think, wow, what if everybody used this? Cause like I, I was, you know, uh, in a small pond, I wouldn't even say I'm a big fish. I'm a medium fish. Uh, yeah, remember fish. when you were hoping that this, that this big online thing you were on would like become popular. Yes. And then you're like, yes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Maybe in, not in then. What, what happened is when like all the fucking people who were super late to the party because they just they didn't give a fuck. They were fine just like watching TV and going to work or whatever, which is fine. But like it, it's not an information rich source. And we talked about this last time of being novelty seeking. You know, when the internet self-selected for people who were novelty seeking, being on there seeking seeking novelty. It was primarily novelty, and now it's like people having endless arguments over Bert 
in in Ernie being gay or being not being gay uh, or, or not or being asexual gay roommates or whatever whatever the case is in it, it's it's true. I don't know it it's hard to say if it it's hard to say that it's a waste though because ultimately you know it's a way for people to talk to each other and it just turns out that most most people are new to this still at this time like i think a lot of the boomers just got online for facebook like you said they just yeah. their experience of online is literally just facebook which is fine it's whatever i mean it- facebook facebook is is fucking uh have you gotten the ads on facebook yet where like any ads so well have you gotten the ads where you're like talking about something with your friend or with your spouse at home and then you get an ad for it have you had that happen no i really that is a 100 wait, wait, wait. i'm not sure what I'm not sure i know what you mean oh dude this is 100% fuck the future moment. This is like 100%. This is the one that people about. are going to clip. They're going to put it on YouTube. I, God bless. I hope so. Look, I have been talking about a subject with my wife at home. We didn't Google it up. We didn't type it in. We were just in the room with our computers and phones not looking this stuff up on the phone, not giving dictation to the phone or the computer and having a conversation about something. Uh, You know, recently uh, uh, we had a conversation about some certain subject we were talking about. Wow. What if we went to this particular location? Right. Right. And within an hour uh, my wife loads Facebook and she says, this is weird. I've got an ad for, uh, uh, oh, let's yeah. go, let's go, uh, an ad for such and such in, in this case, it was Hocking Hills, which is, uh, some, it's a forest in Ohio. It looks really beautiful. Um, I kind of don't want to go now that Facebook took what I was saying and converted it to an ad. And, you know, there were rumblings about this for a very long time. And this is fucked. So there were rumblings about this where people were like, hey, yeah, you know, I was talking with my husband about um, going kayaking. And then I looked on Facebook a few hours later and it gave me ads for kayaks. Like that's suspicious. And everybody, the whole time, everybody said, no, no, that's just a coincidence. No, you Googled it. No, you you were looking up yeah you adjacent, must have looked at it somewhere yeah you were looking up outdoor stuff and then you just saw it and it was like the confirmation bias effect um and then what just came out within the past month is something where facebook very quietly admitted that it runs in the background of your phone and it oh, takes yeah. audio input if you ever give it the ability to to take audio input just to take a video or to take something from your library or whatever uh it will take ambient audio input from your phone even if you don't have the app open as i understand it i'm not a tech guy 
Uh, I ain't one of them tech fellas. But But they take it and it analyzes the data and then it sends snippets back to the server and Facebook very quietly admitted this and then hand waved it away by saying, no, you know, we just get very, we get these snippets of text. We don't actually get your audio. So we don't, we're not actually recording your private conversations, but this is worrying in another aspect because many people, and I know Ed, you have this because Ed, I saw the video where you, you leaned in to your Amazon Echo, and you said, Alexa, are you racist? And it glowed, and it said, no, I'm not racist. Well, that was also copying John Hendron, I should add. Oh, was it? Yeah, John Hendron did that too. Okay, okay. Well, uh, regardless, uh, uh, everybody now has an open microphone in their home, and if they have something called the Amazon, I believe it's called the Amazon Echo Show... That's the one with the screen. Yeah, it has a screen and it has a camera. And so theoretically, what this does is this watches you and what you can do. And this is the use case that they gave for it, which is ridiculous. They said, okay, so you can go um, and you can put on an outfit and you can go stand in front. Oh, yeah, that, that shit is where it can like look at your outfit and judge you. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. It looks at your outfit and it says, oh, your outfit's like seven out of 10. And it can like help you pinpoint your outfits that don't work. But what what this does, obviously, super sinister. So it's got machine learning. Obviously, if it's taking this complex input of your camera and it's pinpointing, you know, these little mesh points on whatever your outfit is, and they're feeding it back to this algorithm, whatever. Uh, Facebook admitted that they're taking live audio and doing uh, uh, speech-to-text to convert this into keywords to send to their advertisers. Amazon is clearly uh, going to feed you um, data. Uh, they're going to feed data to their servers from your camera. And here's something that nobody has quite put together yet is that Amazon's latest big thing they're doing is they're making a move on the idea of online fashion. They started something called Amazon prime wardrobe where you go in and you pick stuff or it picks stuff for you. I don't remember. I don't buy clothes. So I don't, cause I don't have to go to work. So like, yeah. I don't care. Right. But, um, so either you pick clothes or pick clothes for you and um, then you wear what you like and you send the rest back or whatever. But then, you know, obviously people don't send it back so they can do like Columbia house where they send you clothing and you don't want to wear it, but you don't want to send it back. So they charge you for it and you don't notice, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know. There is a really sinister thing that goes a step further than this. It's always good to oh, wrap up these episodes on just like a really depressing note, I find. So the yeah, natural yeah. endpoint of this is not as evil as you'd expect. Well, okay. Let me rename that or rephrase that. It's not evil in the way you think it is. It's not evil so that they can sell you big brands clothing. No, au contraire. Amazon over the past five years has been building their own clothing brands. And they all have like really generic claims like Woodhouse and short guy. I don't know what they're actually called. 
Those are the names <laughs> of my clothing companies, though. Short guy is my favorite. And so <laughs> what the natural thing is going to be here is, and Amazon recently is they've been speared in the press for their sponsored posts. Yeah, sorry, sponsored listings, I guess you'd call them. Um, yeah, yeah. But now they're definitely going to be like, oh, that's like we've decided you look good in this. And you best bet oh. that they're just going to directly send you send you down the funnel to their shit. And as you buy yeah. more of their shit, they're going to sell you more of their shit. And their shit is going to be how they get. It's crazy. And the sad thing is, other than the AI part, like the kind of the tricking you into buying their shit, I actually don't th- like there's actually a good side to this. The one thing that I hate about Amazon is that they have lowered the value of a lot of goods. They have driven down the prices of stuff. It used to be – remember when iPhone cables and shit were so expensive? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That – like sheets for your bed. I remember when I first got to New York, like sheets were like, what, 30, 40 bucks? Maybe more. I got – like you can get some like 12 bucks on Amazon maybe. Like towels are cheap now. I remember growing up and towels were like an expensive thing. I don't know, maybe Oh yeah. Maybe I'm just old as shit. But now the cost of that is gonna be that Amazon is gonna try and many companies are gonna try Stitch Fix is another one where they just judge you and then they send you clothes. And like you said, like was it Columbia Records it was? It was never around yeah, for Col- it. Columbia Columbia House, what they would yeah. do is you would have to subscribe to them to get their catalog. And and in the days when you would have to buy LPs or tapes or CDs, uh, they would have these sales and you could get CDs, which would cost you $15 at the store. You can get them for eight bucks or you could uh, like once a year, they had a $2 sale and you could go in. I remember I saved up my money, saved up my money. I had like 30 bucks. So I bought in this obviously tells you what year it was, but I bought like a Nirvana CD. I bought like the breeders last splash. I just fucking stocked up. And then I remember I took all the CDs I didn't want and like sold them at a profit to like other kids in my high school. But like, yeah, yeah. Columbia house and, and BMG did that. Absolutely. That's how this shit's going down. That's how this is all happening. That's how, like it's all just a weird routing all the way to. Sorry, did I just go really quiet? Yeah, I didn't hear you for a second. Uh, yeah, go. Well, that go means on. this go has been on. going through the wrong microphone the whole time. Perfect. Um, no, I, it was just it was just no, for no, a no. Second. I put the headset thing up. Anyway, they'll cut this out oh, in okay. post. Now it's really weird that everything has gone to this level where it's it's all leading down to getting people to buy more shit, which is crazy considering Amazon has like billions of dollars. They don't need more. Like it, but that is how it's going to be. Look, all these people who are like, oh, I'm so smart. Like I, I'd never be tricked by advertising. They're not going to do that anymore. They're not going to trick you with advertising. They're going to trick you by the shit that appears next to the shit that you already bought. And you're going to think, oh, that's good. And the sad thing is there's a good and a bad side to it. There's the good side of, oh, that shit you actually want is shit that fits in with you, but you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the trick. At, well, this is this is very funny cuz I cuz I write a, a blog called The Worst Things for Sale. 
I don't know if I mentioned this the last episode. It doesn't matter. But uh, I link to stuff on Amazon because, uh, long yeah. story short, Amazon has everything. Yeah, you it know, does. I make I I make like one percent on the affiliate sales. It helps me like pay my electric bill, whatever. Um, and and what happens is for the whole lifetime of this blog. Now I started it in April of 2012. Which, um, so what's that? Six and a half years ago. It It doesn't seem 58 years ago. Yeah. It could have been 58 years ago. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, people, the whole time it's been up, the people have complained that when they click on the items in the blog, like if you go and you click on the Darth Vader waffle maker, if you go and you click on, there's something called Gush Pants, G-O-O-S-H, Gush Pants. Goosh. And it's pants. Yeah, and it has a, a pea stain down the front and it has a shit stain down the back. They're these white linen pants and you wear them and I guess it makes you look like either you died and your your bowels and your bladder released or like you're incontinent. Like the or maybe thing. it's there so and, that you can shit and piss yourself as much as you want. And no oh. one's, and you can just be like, "Oh, it's the pants." Oh, I didn't even think about Genius. that. Genius. That's why they need to call oh, me in, me in for the PR on that one. Wow. No, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, Ed, you know, one of the things that people always say to me, and literally every item I post on Facebook, people respond because Facebook is hell. People respond. They go. More like the best thing for sale. <laughs> and that's absolutely, you know, the pants where you can just shit yourself. That, that's, that's, that's number one. That's got to be, that is now to me the best thing for sale. <laughs> I think that's a good but point. People, to, I think that's a good point to wrap it up, though. <laughs> the shitting and pissing self thing. I don't yeah. know if I can go on. Oh, yeah. boy. All right. Sorry. I just I, no. I'm going to be thinking about that all day. No, you you should. I think it's a I think it's like a data point in humanity. But but ultimately, what people complain about, what I was trying to get to, Sorry. I, I kept distract. No, I I was distracting myself. Uh, ultimately, the the thing that it comes down to is that people will complain to me uh, that I ruined. Their Amazon recommendations because I write oh, yeah. this whole blog and the and the point of the thing is to say hey you don't need anything hey you don't need to buy this thing you don't need to buy this other thing hey did you guys ever notice that corporations make you feel like you are fucked up and you're stupid and you're bad and then they offer you the option of buying their stuff and you yeah. feel better and your life is better. Uh, like obviously right like that's what they do that's what they have to do they have to make you feel bad or they at least have to offer the cure to your pre-existing feel bad right and and people complain to me that god damn it when i click on the thing and it's the rings it's these magnetic rings that make you immortal it ruins my amazon recommendations and it's really it, it's amazing to me that I can write and I can be like, Hey, you know, you guys don't need to buy anything. You you're valid. Your lives are fine. If you have unhappiness, it's not because you lack material things. It's because you lack connections to other people. It's because 
uh, maybe your brain chemistry is fucked up, right? Like this shit, maybe, you know, there are all kinds of things that don't cost money, that don't take time, that, you know, you could remedy this this hole in your soul with something other than a pair of pants that make it look like you shit yourself. <laughs> and people get mad because they're like, now all of my recommendations are shit pants. And what I needed is I needed recommendations for short guy, right? I needed recommendations for regular pants that make me feel good. <laughs> Can you get me something that makes the pain stop? Like, if only. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we should call it a night there. A night there. It's not even nighttime. But maybe we should call it there. Now that we've just compounded our own neuroses around Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for hey, taking the uh, time, man. Yeah, and also you. I guess it, you people listening, I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, it it was a joy for everybody that's still listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I I always have a great time talking to Ed, and uh, I'm glad we started this. And I'm oh, excited yeah. to see where it's going to go. Uh, check in. Uh, Ed is at Ed Zitron on Twitter. If you don't follow him, and very recently he is at Easy. PR, which is which four letter, is the, uh, the four letter handle, baby. The four letter handle, the the incredibly rare thing. So again, thanks you, thank you for listening, and uh, uh, tune in for more. If you like this, we'll have more of the same soon. And even if you don't, goodbye. 